Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello. Hi. Hi, welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I am James. I'm Jess. And today we have just such a special treat for you guys. We've been um, saying we have an interview coming up, and today's the day. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, so we'd like to um, introduce two very special guests. We have Matt Hughes and Hope Hughes. So thank you guys so Welcome. much. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah. 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 So we would like to welcome the both of you. Um, so Hope is the founder of Ethereal Visions Publishing, and Matt is the wonderful artist behind all of the projects. And together they have created um, illustrated versions of some of our favorite horror novels, card decks, and even a coloring book companion to the, their tarot deck. Um, and now they're here to talk to us about their brand new Dreamscape Oracle deck, which is available um, for pre-order. And those who did the Kickstarter, theirs are going to ship out soon. So very exciting. I'm more of the uh, marketing research person behind it. And he is more, he handles all the video and the branding. And we just kind of work together to make it happen. Um, of course, I, <clears throat> he does all the illustrations because he's, he's a talent behind it. I guess he's a talent on the brains. Is that how that works? Sure. It's smart. <laughs> Answer. Uh, well, it is either way. Everything that has been put out on your site and just the artwork is beautiful. And the team that you have created seems to be doing fantastic. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about the Dreamscape Oracle deck? So the Dreamscape Oracle deck was um, – a brainchild that came from the Ethereal Visions Terra deck when I created that uh, years ago. Um, and it's been kind of in the back of my mind for many years. Um, and it just, for some reason, there came a time when it really started becoming more clear to me, uh, the look and feel of it um, and the, the idea that it was uh, more of an archetype, um, literally like a, like a, symbolistic kind of dream uh, deck that someone could use with the tarot deck if they wanted to, or they could use it uh, by itself. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it, I usually don't approach a project unless I'm really passionate about it. And a lot of times my, my muse is like knocking on the door of my brain constantly if there's something I should be doing. Um, and this one actually came up and she just didn't drop it. So I figured I might as well start looking into it. And then when I started creating the cars, it just, it became really easy to one idea after another started popping my head and hope and I started bouncing ideas off. And she's definitely more of the um, research and the, the idea person when it comes to, uh, you know, different cultures, mythologies, and um, it's kind of scary sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but I would throw out an idea of, Hey, I had this idea of, you know, a person, you know, sitting on a rock with streams around them and some stars. And then she would say, Oh, that sounds like, and then basically tell me mm -hmm. what I was trying to tell her. Um, so that's how the idea came about to, to create the, the Oracle deck. And a lot of these cards came up, um, out of their finished versions when we were doing the Terra deck with the Terra deck, we really wanted to kind of keep with the Rider Waite Smith deck archetypes in mm -hmm. there 
So some of these sketches were done and set aside, but didn't quite fit the major and minor arcana. But mm -hmm. we, we we wanted to do something that was a more free, um, almost like a meditation journal insight deck that could be used alone or with it because everybody's had the Rider Waite Smith and knows how to use it really well. And we've had a lot of people mm -hmm. that have enjoyed incorporating Oracle decks with them. So that's kind of why we really want to go ahead and do this first this year. Yeah, because Oracle, yeah. Oracle decks are a lot more, it's a lot easier for an artist to approach it if they want to have more of an open interpretation. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to do a themed uh, deck, especially since instead of 78 cards, you can do you know, half that size. Um, it, it makes it a lot, there's a lot more freedom in being able to produce, you know, the next campaign, the next campaign. Like we're already talking about the next Oracle deck that we want to do. Um, it's a completely different theme than this. So it, that to me is the beauty of doing smaller decks because each one can have its own, you know, presence and it's not locked into, cause that's when I did the Terra deck, it was very, um, kind of like the map was laid out for me. Mm -hmm. And it did make it easier in some instances, but it also was kind of restrictive because you couldn't quite do the stuff that I was able to do in this in this Oracle deck because I was kind of tied yeah. to this, you know, predetermined, you know, elements mm -hmm. that should be card, the meanings, you know, all that. Yeah, you kind of had to like fit already the structure that was already there. You had to do the different suits and you had to do the major and the minor arcana. Like yeah, you said, you yeah. had to do the set number of cards. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's Especially really cool like that the, you were branching out. Yeah, with like the tarot deck, it was very much, um, I felt like I was telling or retelling, reinterpreting someone else's story. Whereas mm -hmm. with the Oracle yeah. deck, I felt like I was, be able, I was able to create my own story, my own world. And a lot mm -hmm. of it, I mean, it's, there's a lot of the cards that look um, almost like a stage. Like there's people on a stage kind of mm -hmm. posing in front of you kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Um that's just how it just came to me was that it was more of a performance more of a visual you know we were the audience looking at this whatever image or whatever action that was happening in the cards it's kind of like the silent films where you see the how they're staged it kind yeah of, that's how the cards kind of feel especially with this oracle deck it's, it's a lot like that with how they're staged and their story is all in the one card so mm -hmm. and they are really i mean to me i feel like this oracle deck um especially as a companion to the tarot deck the your imagery and just your art style is so fluid and there's so much movement that mm -hmm. i it's it feels like you get a deeper interpretation because it feels like there is that movement and that activity in the cards and just have when you blended that into the oracle deck I feel that they're a perfect companion because I think like you said, um, right now, a lot of uh, practitioners really are using both and they're not just doing your standard spreads anymore. They're doing the tarot spread and they're incorporating the Oracle cards and incorporating multiple decks. And with yours, they just streamline so beautifully. And I think with your different interpretations, it brings more of a um, kind of deeper knowledge, deeper like you can look deeper into the questions that you're asking and it's beautiful. I think the Oracle decks are a little less intimidating to everybody. Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a certain <coughs> prescribed crowd that you have to know what you're doing and how they're laid out. They're a little more free. They're a little bit more art cards too. Um, we've had a lot of people say I've never had them, but I like them for the art. So I use them as mm -hmm. a 
kind of like an inspiration. Yeah. So that's been enjoyable and it's, it can be for anybody. I mean, all ages. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So like you were saying, the Oracle cards could be for anybody. They are less intimidating. They're more open to interpretation, but we did notice a lot like, you know, you were you did represent a lot of different types of people. Was that important mm-hmm. for you to do? Like in most decks, tarot or oracle, if they are featuring a specific kind of person, they're sort of marketed that way. But with yours, yeah. it was just it seemed like yeah, this is just what we're doing. You know, like it doesn't have to be a special kind of deck. It just does represent a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that what we are? It's just right. we, yeah. we felt that with. With the tarot deck, we kept it because he wanted to do very much a Art Nouveau, Czechoslovakian mm-hmm. look to them. Um, we are venturing, we're talking with um, U.S. Games to, he's revisiting some cards to make it a little bit more diverse because mm-hmm. it is important, especially now, to represent everybody. Like this deck, we have people who look very Egyptian, very people that are of mm-hmm. different color, ethnicities, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could have done, we would have liked to do more. And as we do cards, we're hopefully doing representations, but we don't want it to be marketed to just a certain type of demographic because I feel right. <clears throat> having a deck that represents us all is important mm-hmm. because we're all in this together and learning together and learning about other cultures. Like if they see a card mm-hmm. that represents something and they don't know a certain god or goddess like Oya and they look it up and they see this diverse mythology. So um, that that's kind of our, our look to it is is bringing in the importance of learning about each other. And that's yeah. what the cards teach us too, is not only learning about yourself, but the inner, but the outer. And mm-hmm. it's important to represent different types of people and perspectives into these decks, which is how we're moving going forward. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, with the, because the tarot deck had been done so many years ago, I had a lot mm-hmm. of years of receiving feedback. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I honestly, like, like Hope said, when we created the tarot deck, it was more, it was supposed to be more of a Art Nouveau, you know, Alphonse Muga kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thought of doing any kind of diversity and it was not something that I avoided. It was something that just didn't come to me. Like I didn't yeah, think of right. it. I was like, Oh, I should yeah. have done that. Um, which is why like Hosan, we're right now I'm, I'm working on a revamp of the ethereal visions tarot deck where it's going to be a silver edition. Um, I'm going to go in and change, um, you know, as many cards as I can with the time mm-hmm. that I have to do it. Um, but I'm going to try and, and create more diversity in that deck. And I'm also going to try and, you know, we're going to like going to beef up the color and it's going to, like I said, it's going to be silver instead of gold. So it's definitely going to be a different kind of deck. Um, yeah. there may be two extra cards in there that replace the two extra cards that are in there that are in the original, which is the well and the artist. Um, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of that is that, you know, I started getting this feedback over the years of a lot of people saying, you know, I, I, w- love the artwork, love the deck. I wish I could use it. I wish it was more diverse. And yeah, you know, when you start hearing that, you're like, you, this is like a little, little bit of something in the back of your head constantly going, okay, if I ever do anything again with mm-hmm. this, I'm definitely going to make it more, you know, get more diversity to it. Because usually when I'm creating these, the art, especially for the Oracle deck, it, there was no intent. I didn't have a checklist, you know, per mm-hmm. se. I, really, I want to make sure I get all the, it was just, what kind of skin tone would work for this type of color palette. So that's why you see some mm-hmm. people or some 
uh, figures in the deck will have blue skin. Some of them will have green. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's whatever works with it. But this time I did have more of a um, understanding, like I was saying, of, of the different cultures. And I mean, you, it, when you start looking into all the different beliefs and, and mythology and legends that are in these different cultures, it's, it's like a gold mine of ideas. Oh, yeah. I mean, you start listening to some of it, and you're like, oh, this, that would make a perfect card. You know, mm -hmm. I, I could incorporate that in the deck in this way, you know. So, yeah, it was there was definitely more of a, uh, a wider spectrum with this deck. And doing it respectfully. Yeah. Like we didn't, I didn't know a lot about um, African mythology. So trying to reach out to people that do and saying, is this a respectful interpretation of this deity or this mm. belief system? Make sure, because it's always going to be an interpretation, but right, to yeah. make sure that it is uh, respectful and, and, and speaks out too, because I, I love this card deck because it, it is, it's the look and feel of it is fluid and mm -hmm. the different type of energies that put in each card is it's become one of my favorites. Yeah. And because of all, I think the amount of research that you put in, because you can tell yeah. uh, just by looking at just like the little imagery and um, different components that you put into those images for your different kind of like archetype cards and things like that, um, especially the more human forms. Um, I think this deck is wonderful because like Jamie and I, we don't, um, we're not part of the Wicca practice. We're more of kind of like an eclectic pagan something yeah. you know mm -hmm. which i think a lot more people are mm -hmm. and there's so many different just like there's so many different religions there's so many different um types of practice and this oracle deck i think will just feel so um normal mm -hmm. like to mm -hmm. everybody yeah. you yeah. won't have to say well this doesn't fit with me because it fits with everybody yeah and it's yeah, it feels very um feels very effortless like you said that's just the way mm -hmm. we are we just this is what the world looks like it was a nice it was nice to see because like you said it wasn't it wasn't like you purposely went out and said these are the things i want to do and it didn't feel that way either it felt very natural and very mm -hmm. effortless and each card has its own uh demeanor you know its own mm -hmm. its own attitude personality personality yeah. yeah and uh you can really feel that it kind of just came about naturally to you and I think a lot of people do appreciate you have seen us going through the cards. Yeah. Well, like in the live video, I yeah. like, I'm like, don't I know it? Don't I know any other words? You know, like, I don't know <laughs> how else to describe. They're just, they're just beautiful. And some of them, you don't, you, there are no words for them. You just, you know, I think um, it's, I think it is nice and that people will appreciate seeing something that looks like them in these, in these new yeah. oracle cards. And that's what we try to do is create archetypes instead of adhering to one belief system or another. There are definitely gods and goddesses pulled in from different pantheons. But looking at it like um, the architect, the scales, um, memory, uh, things like that, they can be pulled in and we see these cultures, but we've created an archetype instead of naming it a certain deity because mm -hmm. yes. creating an archetype makes it open to everybody. And even if you're following that type of, uh, I guess, re religion or path, it can still speak to you on many levels. Like you may think, oh, this is more this than that. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's what I love about it is, is having that and having like the mother archetypes, the father archetypes, the death archetypes, mm -hmm. the life archetypes. Those were more of what we wanted to experience with this card deck. And keep it kind of small enough to where it's easier to work with, I think. 
Mm-hmm. One of the yeah. benefits of having that diversity in it was um, that's the positive of having a Kickstarter campaign is that when the mm-hmm. people are the people that back it, they give you the seed money to actually make it a reality. You're able to um, get immediate feedback from them. I mean, you can put a card mm-hmm. out and then they'll send in. I mean, there's many posts that, you know, Hope will go in there and say, here's the latest card. Do you have any other suggestions? We got seven cards left. Do you have any ideas? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that kind of feedback was just priceless. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a lot of help from many different people, but there were some people that, you know, they really took the, the this project to heart on their end and mm-hmm. were just so um, passionate about sharing. I mean, we would start getting links from, from them mm-hmm. saying, you know, here's, you know, the information behind, you know, this idea that I gave you or, you know, the elephant. I mean, in fact, the, the animals that were in the deck actually came from, you know, we wanted to put a couple of animals in there, but when we started doing the animal cards at the end, we got such positive feedback that we, people started requesting all these different animals because mm-hmm. they had done in other decks mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we went out of our way to pick animals that had not been i mean some of them may have still been you know kind of a standard type um element for a car but we went out of our way to pick ones that were you know, at least a little bit more um unusual mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that we could incorporate in them or that would go together like the spring and the fish yeah those two just together seeing how they read mm-hmm. um trying to make sure that they were cohesive and our our kickstarter Supporters were so much involved in this project and helped us out tremendously with having these cards fluid. And yeah, we want to do animals, but we don't make want to make it two separate decks. Like it, they didn't go mm-hmm. together to help us right. make a cohesive archetype, an animal archetype that went together. Yeah, and they go, they flow. Like I said before, it's so fluid, and the animals just work perfectly because these these um, archetypes that Matt that you have created they feel natural and organic with the animals and they're wonderful like the Luna moth card has the moth and the person and it's oh, that's my favorite one <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can't get that one out of my head <laughs> yeah I do it's I, wonderful. I and, do love the uh, the humans but I have to say the animals are who doesn't love an animal? I think the octopus is my favorite. And I think, uh, yeah. yeah, seeing some of the different ones that you don't see other places is a nice touch. It's so cool that your supporters yeah. were able to kind of put their input into that and that you guys I know, I listened to them. Because I, I think some mm-hmm. maybe some artists might be a little um, not so open to those types of that type of input. So you can really tell that this was like a collective effort which is makes it even the more special i think well that's yeah. that's the joy behind doing the crowdfunding um not only does it allow us to create these projects but it's a community project we really do mm-hmm. appreciate and we're open to our customers saying we want to see this because we want this represented or this is what we'd like to work with like the the bear card we had a lot of people request bears and as i looked mm-hmm. around the bear is a common animal archetype um, but why we chose a sun bear is this one that's near and dear to my heart, but they're also endangered and they're, mm-hmm. they're being abused. So I thought, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, not only is the representation of the sun bear, if you look into it, so dramatic and impactful, but it may raise awareness of people. Oh, it's a sun bear. Is this real? They look it up and they see what's going on. We start a dialogue about what's going on in the world with mm-hmm. animals. So that, that helped us 
further that and have multi layers of meanings of why we did these cards. Everything so you did great. is so thoughtful. It's a, it's a, I know. Yeah. I'm just absorbing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow. Well, that's one of the I never would have thought with, to do that. One of the things I learned with the tarot deck is when you create something, hopefully, if you do it right, uh, it will have a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to make sure coming out of the gate, you know, that when it becomes a reality, that it is something that you're going to be comfortable seeing, you know, a couple of years later, mm-hmm. popping up in some review or some sort of mm-hmm. feedback. You want to feel confident enough in it that, you know, you did the best you could. Yeah. And your tarot deck um, is, I think I see it the most when I like research things or (laughs) Google things, yours comes up. If not number one, it's in the top three right under that Smith Wyatt deck. And I think it's because of the artistry that went into it. I mean, your artwork, I've never seen it before and how you mixed the I think it's like the foils, the the gold metallics with the pastels. Mm-hmm. I think it just appeals. It's so soft, but then strong at the same time. It feels um, very rich I think a lot of and very, yeah. Yeah. It feels like substantial, which is nice when you see, um, when you look at the imagery, there's a lot to look at. Like Jess said, there's a lot of movement. It's just very visually interesting, very beautiful. And you have those deeper meanings that you can feel in the artistry yeah we have a really good friend who's a um, practitioner and it's one of her favorite decks Aww. and yeah. we oh my god i love it so much i can't even <laughs> you're saying that the foil, like we got a lot of feedback from readers professional readers they love it but mm-hmm. for a reading sometimes the gold is a little too bright which led yeah. us to experiment with the foil on this card. Um, oh. like the, the printer that we're with, we have a catalog of just beautiful mm-hmm. foils. And um, we spoke about it. So well, we, we can keep it gold, but let's do something different. And we found mm-hmm. this rainbow gold, which when you move it, it kind of changes, but it's not so glaring. Yeah. It's a little bit mm-hmm. muted. You still get that beautiful gold shine, but it has a little bit of a dimension, which works well with the dreamscape. Mm-hmm. So it does. they actually helped us say, let's, let's experiment with different foils, which also led us to a silver edition of him going, well, let's, we've had a lot of people wanting different colors. I'll have to go mm-hmm. in and tweak the colors of the cloth and things like that. Let's do a silver night kind of edition. And luckily us games mm-hmm. was like, yeah, well, let's go ahead and do that. So, oh, you don't know how excited I am after <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I don't think you saw my eyes got super big. I was like, <laughs> ah. just keep adding to the collection. He has very little oh, time to do anything else, but. Yeah. He want to be a professional illustrator and now it's all he does. Well, it's funny is because of the, uh, you know, the obvious, the, the issues with this year, the entire year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. many projects were delayed. Many projects had to be combined with other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we had a printer that we had actually used for our Frankenstein that mm-hmm. went out of business. Um, oh. We didn't know they went out of business until about four months after me trying to, you know, repeatedly trying to get in touch with them. Um, our new printer that we spoke to told us, oh yeah, they, they went out of business. So we sat around for four months going, oh my God, what's going on? You know, so it was a a rush, you know, the minute that happened, but we were so lucky to get the printer that we have now. They're amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're amazing. And they do. It's funny because with our projects, our projects are very much small fish for them. I mean, they do, Mm -hmm. you know, 20,000 runs of something where we do a thousand. Um, but, uh, one of the things that they love about us is that we are, we think outside the box, we push the envelope, we push the envelope (laughs) and we're like, how can we like, you know, 
we're we're working on Phantom of the Opera now is our next book. So we're working on the idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you because I was looking through no, I was looking through your because you have the Frankenstein and the Edgar Allan Poe and even the Mozart and I was like looking through them and I was like, oh my God, these are just gorgeous. Yeah, the Frankenstein. And my husband is huge fan of the opera fan. So yeah. oh, gift yeah. down the line. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. the third in the series. We did Frankenstein. Dracula is apparently on a boat coming to us right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, exciting! Dracula's on a boat. But uh, yeah, so we got those two, and the next one's going to be Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, we could go ahead and do the campaign now, but we feel like we probably need to wait till next year because of everything that's going We're just on. Just burned out too. So just, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be more of a January, February, probably yeah. January launch. And- but the idea of with that printer is, you know, my, my question to them is, can we make, you know, if I did a family opera with a mask on the front of it to kind of go with mm-hmm. the, the uh, style of the other two covers, mm-hmm. can we make mm-hmm. it feel like porcelain? Is there a way that we can have that, have that mask for that porcelain? We burn the book. Oh, yeah, can, can we set fire to the book and the edges? So it's like I'm asking <laughs> these things. They're like, what? And they're yeah. always on calls with us. Like, and they're like, they love this idea. And their stuff is quality. I mean, we, we did it when we were looking for a, a publisher for this Oracle deck. Um, we went through a lot of companies. They'd send me sample cards. You see me in here, I'm folding. I'm like, no, this is crap. I can't put this out. It, you know, <laughs> it, it went to like, okay, they have this kind of core card. It's not exactly like this one, but it's just as sturdy. I'm bending it. I'm flinging it around. I'm shuffling it. Half of them, I'm blaming them. No, no. Now it's the point where he's like, you got to pick one. I was like, no, this isn't working. Like, and then we got good enough. One. Yeah. Not only the quality is good, when we call them and say, hey, we have this outlandish idea, because books, <clears throat> to me, because I'm a bibliophile, mm-hmm. um, there's something special, and there needs to be something in there that's a wow factor, or they're a little piece of art. So we're constantly, we have a vision board of like, we would love to do all these things. We send them emails, and they, they say, let's get on call. I say, well, we can't do this, but we can do it this way. Maybe this is mm-hmm. better for this book and that we're talking to in the future. We've got a ton of them lined up. Yeah. So uh, it's fun and uh, to see how far we can push things and how we can make it more collectible and, and more beautiful for people that want to have that in their lives. Yeah. So it's like with the Dracula book, there's two different versions. There's one that's the red foil standard. Mm-hmm. Edition, and then there's the Nor edition, which is the it's all black. And the elements that were red in this version are black, but they glow in the dark. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So the glow in the dark process, and this is back to, you know, kudos to this printer. Um, it's unusual to have glow in the dark mm-hmm. be on something that's black. Usually it's on the white areas mm-hmm. because of the printing um, and, and the, the spot UVs that they have to use and all, you know, there's the whole process behind it. Um, so with this one, they, when I asked them if it can be done, um, so their response, tests. yeah, their response was, ooh, <laughs> let's try this. You know? yeah. so we started this kind of dialogue with them back and forth, and they were trying all these different tests. And they sent us, you know, you know, actual examples of the cover and be like, this one's, you know, too green, you know, because the actual uh, glow-in-the-dark UV ink is, it has a greenish tint. You can mm-hmm. also get yellow and blue, but, we, you know, the green is the standard kind of glow-in-the-dark. So there was this back and forth. So what they ended up having to do is kind of like a, a mixture of a, a standard uh, spot UV with the ink that makes it glow in the dark, mm-hmm. which is you know, that's not known. It was, a, it was definitely a first to do that. Yeah. So they were very happy with that. So it's almost like, 
Um, we're kind of their research and development department. <laughs> we come up with these ideas, you know. So now it's to the point where I, you know, you know, I'm talking to them about family opera, and they just give me a whole list of things. You know, these are all the things. All these like fun things. Kind of it was all due to cost. So we've got to line up like we'll have goals like we would love to do this if we can meet this goal to pay for it. Because um, we've mm-hmm. got some outlandish ideas like it's going to dark we finally got it tweaked it looks good and I, i'm outside and i'm running back in this thing will glow before you get it in. if you have it out in the sun when you bring it inside you can already go see it glow and you get in the dark and you can hear me squeeing from in the bathroom <laughs> it's so now we're like how can we use this with oracle decks and tarot that's what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. glow in the dark oracle decks yeah. oh that's yeah. a that's a fun <laughs> trick if you're a if you're a tarot reader too you're like i got these glow in the dark yeah. cards i think people would love that yeah. They would. We've got we're plotting and planning a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think you have. guys are going to be excited about. So I'm excited yeah. about it. I can't wait. It just he just has to do it. He only has so many hours in a day. I got this one idea. I can't really share it with you uh, because it, it even the printer was like, "Huh." Um, <laughs> well, I got this one idea. I'm like, I still want to do that idea so badly that I'm going to take this project. And do this project just so I can do that one thing because that would be so cool oh, to have that thing being part of it. Can't wait. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> different know. projects. Like I was saying, we have you know the the board of ideas. You know, it's kind of our sandbox mm-hmm. of you know, brain dumping. So we're moving stuff around. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. oh maybe we should do Peter Pan. Oh, Wizard of Oz would be cool. You know, it was like there's all these different kind of classics we're moving around. And I'm sending him all these old book ideas. So they they I mean they used to go all out for them. One that you could actually pull apart and it's like a diorama. And, oh, wow. um, it's, and where you can actually be pull it and you see a, like a 3d version, mm-hmm. all these things. I'm like, we can do this. We just got to figure out how to do this, what it will be. Mm-hmm. With. And it's a lot of, he gets up and I'm sending the coffee in the coffee in the, uh, well, the kitchen with a coffee cup going, did you know? Or <laughs> he's in there with coffee going, So I'd like to do this and I don't know how we can do it. And it's, uh, we yeah. usually call the printers or somebody we, we brainstorm and it, it, we have this grand idea we finally get it down to feasibility. So that's how we kind of work with all of our projects with cards, books. Yeah. Well, like they, told, you are- they told me that, uh, you know, we, any, any idea you come up with, we can do it. Like, <laughs> okay. <Uh-oh. laughs> you shouldn't have said that. About mermaids that you wet the, the pages and the artwork appears. Oh, I don't know if oh, we can do that. I know you said. <laughs> that's not what you said. <laughs> but cards, they can do. Yeah, they can do that. So, oh, mermaid deck. That's cool. Mm, mermaids. mermaids. People love mermaids. Oh, I think that yeah. would be a big hit. I know. Yeah. There isn't a good horror deck out there either. Yet. Okay. Yet. Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Ooh. You would have wait. two buyers right yeah. here. Let's, yeah, send us the yeah. link to that Kickstarter. We'll, we'll jump what, on what that. Kind of horror, just to, what kind of horror deck would you want? Is it more well, of Well, just like generally spooky, like. Oh, I love like. Be like. Dark. Are the like classic movie monsters, like you know, I Frankenstein, love Dracula, love, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, creature. Said, I just can have. <laughs> because we've been thinking of doing like little smaller with our with our books, doing like a set of cards that are just small that come with the books. So if you get the books, you get the cards. So at, at certain oh. time, you get a collection. Oh my gosh! But the spooky, cool. creepy stuff. You're going to keep an eye out for that next year because yeah, there'll be it, something that will. So not so much of a gory type thing, but more of a classic mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. gothic 
feel to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love a gothic. Love a gothic love feel. Nope. <laughs> and even your even your cards now, even though they are kind of that fluid and beautiful, they still have that gothic feel to it, even though they're pastelly, which mm-hmm. I think is part of the reason why I love them so mm-hmm. much. Because like they do have that. I don't know how to explain dark beauty. Yeah, dark beauty about his artwork. So. Just a feeling you can just <laughs> feel it. Yeah. When um, I had a question about your book, when you create your books for your tarot deck and your oracle deck, when you were creating the book for your oracle deck, um, do you look towards anything else or do you kind of like just write that on your own? Well, I pull up kind of, if I'm looking at mythologies, I'll send him links Mm -hmm. about it and I do a page and highlight it. With this one, we're lucky to get uh, Jamie Alford to write it for us. Oh, nice. Jamie's amazing. So what we did is we would Skype with her. I would say we'd send her the page, uh, the, the little compilation we have of this is how this card is built off of. And then she would send us back stories. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to make this little white book more of a story driven yeah. kind of feel. Um, mm-hmm. So she did a fantastic job with the tarot deck that was tasked with me of uh, taking the classic uh, tarot meanings and, and fitting them to his deck with some of the symbolism that he had in there. And that was mm-hmm. a daunting task. Um, <laughs> I'm not an expert reader, so I really had to do a lot of research. It took me about a year to get that little white book done. So I made sure that mm-hmm. it did flow well and it represent. But with this one, it was a collaborative project between us and Jamie Alford. And she just did a phenomenal job awesome. with helping. With this book. That's nice. I Because fi- in my mind, because I have my own little... I like tarot. I love tarot cards. I just love them. And I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form. I still need my little books when I do my spreads and everything because my memory is horrible, even though I'm a teacher. And um, I, I'm putting together my own kind of thing to where I like pull things. And it's just for me. I just keep it on my shelf. Um, and I always thought that that would be the hardest part is for the creators to develop this book to how because you have your own personal interpretations the both of you coming into the one deck and then you might have everyone else's interpretations and what has been said before and I've always wondered like how much you change that or keep it the same or if you just wipe the slate clean and start over so I've always been we have to uh, it gets overwhelming because everybody wants more yeah matter what you do Mm -hmm. and we do our best I mean the if you don't, if you're not behind the printing process, the marketing process, um, it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a much bigger world than what you see. Yeah. So having to taper that down and, um, looking at the things that will resonate that w- what is feasible to put out for a general audience that will represent everyone. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And you do get feedback. You do get people that are, that uh, they, I feel that like there's a little hurt and we kind of say, well, that we want to leave that open. It doesn't mean you can't interpret it yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but with, you know, with doing this, it, like I said, with, for the terrorists, about a year and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that. Okay. No. The, uh, the, the Oracle deck was so much more fun because my I love mythology. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it's something that I, I loved as a childhood. And I took classical Latin in high school, and it was really centered on that mythology. So that's kind of my strong point with that and finding mm-hmm. out about our, our Norse ancestry and, and working with people to learn about actual Norse, but kind of keeping it fine. Like our Norse deck, um, 
we worked with Dr. Jackson Crawford, who is a North specialist. He's been, in, mm-hmm. he's done frozen. And he's been a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He's extremely intelligent with us. Um, and he understood that this deck, while we want to try to make it kind of a true reflection of some North mythology, we have to keep it fun. We have to have some throwbacks to the Marvel stuff. So we want yeah. to kind of keep it open. So um, worked with him to do that deck. And it's kind of like with this, we, looked at the mythologies, brought it together, worked with Jamie, like how can we bring this in in a fun way that mm-hmm. even if we're not representing what maybe somebody wants to see in it, they can still see that reflected. Yeah. So, yeah. Just mm-hmm. uh, blood, sweat, tears, and alcohol. <laughs> that's 2020. I think that summed up 2020. Right. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times uh, that's uh, another uh, good aspect of the Kickstarter is that when we would post the picture for the car if we already had a kind of a rough idea what the meaning of the story behind it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a couple of sentences. We would post that mm-hmm. with the picture, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of times we would get you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of those same people would give feedback. Yeah, you know, I can, I, I can see this. You know, I'd love to see what this would be in the spread and all what we. Would, mm-hmm. you know, so they they would give us feedback mm-hmm. and we would tweak it to that. So it's it was perfect to have kind of uh, you know the the end users eyeballs yeah. on mm-hmm. what. I'm putting out there on the market. Like when we were doing Oya, we didn't want to make it a card about her. Oya, um, you have to excuse my pronunciation. Okay. We put that out on Kickstarter and we had this lovely person saying, here's references. Here's where you can go to find out about all this. Mm-hmm. This card might be better used for this uh, deity archetype. That was so helpful because we really, both of us really look through all the links and read the things that they give us. And it does help us shape this card and help yeah. the deck. Mm-hmm. So, it's been it's been great a great collaborative project and really trying to reflect as much as we can for everybody that will use or read what we produce. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, that it was so collaborative. It's like it kind of makes it just so much more special, just because all your fans and everyone who wanted to contribute got to. That's great. And because I know when there, people write the books and. Sometimes even myself, I'm like, I just want a yes or no answer. And in the back of my <laughs> head, I know there's no yes or no answer. <laughs> like you just have to interpret based on what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, I don't know. They're great. I love the little book. I love it. I love everything about it. It is nice that you you can keep it open, yeah. a little more open-ended because we get a lot of questions a lot. People saying, oh, I pulled this card or how do I do tarot? I don't know what I'm doing. All these things are contradicting each other. And we always tell people that you're the one pulling the cards. You have mm-hmm. to interpret it. It applies to your situation. So it is nice to see that you do kind of keep it a little open-ended because mm-hmm. you don't, it, there's so many people who are going to be using these cards that it's whatever you put in that book is not going to apply to everybody. Yeah. So it's, and it is the, the, you can feel the collaboration and the, uh, the community behind it when you when you look at the cards mm-hmm. yeah one of the, one of the things i like to think about with stuff like this is uh it's kind of like when you flip a coin mm-hmm. you're trying to decide do you want a or b you flip the coin you get a you're like oh, two out of three that's why you want you know what you're looking for already yeah. You're like, right, let exactly. me read this page three more times and see what I can get <laughs> right. out. And with our company, we really wanted to, especially with books and cards, we really want to kind of leave the door open instead of making it such a closed ivory tower thing of mm-hmm. we're the experts, we know everything, and we're just going to mm-hmm. put this out. Ours are, we have this love and passion for this. We enjoy doing for this, and we don't know everything. So we're looking for the people who are going to be the end users to say, 
hey, this is beautiful. Have you thought about this? Can we do this? And if we can, we do our best to try to do that or say it might not be work for this one, but coming up in the future, we'll keep that in mind. So. Mm-hmm. And so it's very refreshing because there's a lot of people in this community who try to say they are the end all be all of different things. And um, maybe that I think the now, especially uh, people who are newer, you know, they're trying to they're looking for their they don't want to follow a specific path or a specific um, religion, if you will. And um, it's nice to, to hear that you come from that that mindset, because I think there are some people who are the opposite. If you don't do it this way, then you're wrong and whatever you're doing is wrong. And I think it's, that could be why people really flock to your work as well, because you can, you can see that in it, that it's just like, well, here's a suggestion and let's, now let's hear what you think, you know, how does this apply to you and what's your interpretation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the social media, the, 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 the real witches versus baby witches and the argument Mm -hmm. of going, you can't do it that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, to me, it, it, it's how we approach our business too. I am so happy for anything that opens doors to people mm-hmm. that will help yeah. them improve themselves. And I yeah. am happy for having the Instagram witch sites or having mm-hmm. stores like now it's trendy. I don't care if it's trendy. Yeah. Is it's making some, because I grew up in a small town, we had nothing. Mm-hmm. And right. knowing that things are available for everybody now if in, in different ways is, is the best thing. So I, I don't think anybody's an expert. I think mm-hmm. that we should be open, you know, especially for new people that are floundering. They don't quite know what they're doing. And yep. if they do it, say, hey, if that's working for you, mm-hmm. whatever that is, do that and just keep improving it instead of saying, no, this is how it's done. This is always how it's been done. This is how it mm-hmm. has to be done, how it is. And that's how we get in trouble with everything. I mean, everything yeah. in life. <laughs> we have rigid, closed doors, set of properties instead of saying, there's no rules. Yeah. We just have people that have their own way, their own interpretation. So if you have questions, I'll send you where we can. And that's how we mm-hmm. approach our business model. Oh, that's so. wonderful. And that's how, that's exactly what we do with this podcast too. We reiterate all the time that we don't follow a specific thing and we're more of a <laughs> you do you kind of thing. We're not going to tell you don't do this thing. We're just going to tell you the things that you could do. And if you want to do it, go for it. And I feel yeah. the same way that in these like Facebook groups and Instagram groups, because some of them can be very closed off. And if you don't do it this way, then you're not real or you're not doing it correctly. And um, I think that your collaboration with your fans is kind of like a wonderful example of like how not to do that and how to like just be mm-hmm. open and let everybody kind of contribute to these ideas. And it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Right. If we don't know, we try to find an expert. Um, like we do with Dracula book, we started looking at the family members and we got uh, Parker Stoker, Parker Stoker mm-hmm. to the great, 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 great grandnephew. Sounds right. Great, great grandnephew. <laughs> he, his dad was working on another project yeah. that he was locked into, um, but he ended up being just a, a wellspring of, of knowledge to help us get this book. And he proved mm-hmm. it for us. And now actually we do this, here's this, and it helped to shape it. Same with Frankenstein. We looked at people Mm -hmm. that were more knowledgeable or Edgar Allan Poe, um, looking to the people who are are more versed in it than we are, Mm -hmm. being the casual reader, um, the cards, the Norse cards. We always look for people going, I know a little bit about it, so help us understand and give us feedback. And the feedback is so important, whether it's experts or our customer base or people Mm -hmm. that enjoy anybody. So that's what we thrive on. 
Really and your Dracula. I was looking at your Dracula <laughs> stuff yesterday and I kept showing my husband. I was like, look at this. And then <laughs> we, he like ended up casting to the TV and we ended up watching like 10 minutes of like Dracula Castle videos. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, should we go to Transylvania? It's like, <laughs> Just buy the book. It's the next best thing. I know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Dracula book is, I love, that's gorgeous. I absolutely gorgeous. love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All of your stuff is gorgeous. I we don't have enough. We keep using the same adjectives, but <laughs> it's good. I, I would say I think so far. Um and it's good to be in this position. I think the Dracula to me is my favorite so far. Because mm. I think that mm. it's it it's like you know, all the other ones were good in their own right, but after each one there was something about it that I'm like, okay, next time I'm not doing that. Or I'm gonna mm. update this, I'm gonna do a thinner, you know, paper stock or something. With the Dracula book, there's just something about it. It's like, okay, this is, uh, you know, you ask me tomorrow, I might have a different answer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now at this time, I, I feel very uh, proud of that book. They're gorgeous. And oh, I, just like with your card decks, I think the the way that you as a team approach these projects kind of um, – brings in the case of the books the reader in deeper because you have just you can go pick up a copy of dracula from wherever order it on amazon and it's going to be a regular book you know with the white pages and whatever but if you order one of yours you're kind of in it a little deeper and you get that mm -hmm. kind of tone and you get that imagery and it just i don't know brings you in feel special feel special that's definitely that's the future of publishing yeah is because everything is, you know, especially the um, the classics like Dracula mm -hmm. and Frankenstein, they're, they're, you know, public domain. So there's yeah. a million different versions of it out there. But those versions are, are, you know, could be what makes that version that you got different than what you would pull up on your iPad. Yeah, you know, what, exactly. What, right. mm -hmm. Make it something. Um, so that's that is our approach is that every time we do any sort of anything, you know, with cards, books, whatever. We want it to be a personal experience. We want it to be like a tactile experience. Mm -hmm. We want it mm -hmm. visual feast. Visual feast. Thank you. We want mm -hmm. something. That, you know, it, like you know, when you, when you look at our library, um, you know, we have a <laughs> lot of vintage books, and it, one of the main things that we look for with books is the cover. You know, what does oh, the cover yeah. look? Like? Nine times out of ten, somebody that buys Dracula, that's not the first time they've bought Dracula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they probably got right. you know, 10, 15 versions mm -hmm. of Dracula. Um, so they're buying it for the presentation quality of it yeah. and maybe, you know, an artist's interpretation of it. So mm -hmm. that to me is where you really have to step up. And it's like I was saying with the phantom thing, mm -hmm. like how, do, how do you create the cover so that there's a bit of a tactile feel to it or something different. Mm -hmm. And back to that, you know, thankfully the, the printer that we have now, he's, he's like, you know, you're the, what you guys are doing is so different than the bigger guys yeah. because the mm -hmm. bigger guys, you know, like you know, Folio Society and places like that, they'll just republish. The they'll republish thing. the same thing. They'll throw in a couple of illustrations, and then they charge, you know, two hundred and fifty bucks for the book. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whereas with us, we you know, we do have versions like the Glow in the Dark that are very limited, mm -hmm. and the reason why we charge more is because it costs, it costs a lot more. A yeah. lot more right. yeah. Something like that, but. It's you know it's certainly not a two hundred and fifty three hundred and fifty dollar book you know it's right. it's we try and keep it to where it is affordable to everybody yeah. so that people mm -hmm. like us I would never spend you know three hundred dollars on a brand new book unless it was something really special yeah you know, really right. to it um, so that's why that public that the printer is 
so supportive of us is because we're doing things and trying things that they themselves have never done. So it's exciting to them because they feel like, you know, this is, this is the way things are going. Mm -hmm. So we need to definitely, um, you know, push the envelope of how these things are are printed. It's kind of like the tarot deck, the gold on the tarot deck. Now you see that everywhere. When we, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. There wasn't really a gold foil that was, prominent i'm sure they have been done in smaller doses but we were the first one that said hey let's just go balls to the wall with this mm-hmm. and make it shine like a yeah. piece of jewelry and mm-hmm. uh, now it's kind of it's getting commonplace so mm-hmm. it's through that wall and creating a new uh i guess a system for what is collectible mm-hmm. instead of just the same old same old yeah i say look at our if you looked at our library i'm a neil gaiman junkie and i have Me five too. or six different <laughs> versions of his yeah. book like, <laughs> buying it for this cover i'm buying it for this illustration christopher dale did this one i gotta have this one yeah um, i buy his children's it, books i can't yeah. all of them. and the audiobooks because he reads them and then you gotta buy the, you know you have to read your copy that's falling apart uh-huh. yeah. yes. and then you <laughs> have the one you don't touch yeah. Assigned editions. He got me like yeah. the first edition of A Handmaid's Tale that's prominent in there, oh, and nice. all this kind of stuff. So it's uh, I have mine that are my. I take them out and I enjoy them, and they're pretty, and I love them. And mm-hmm. then I have the ones I'm just like in the bathtub with it, yeah, you know, dropped in the tub, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dry them out with a hair dryer. It's got salsa on it. I know, because <laughs> people are drawn with their eyes first, and I mean, just an e- recent example, I spent money I wouldn't have normally spent on a book yesterday because I couldn't walk away from the cover and yeah. it's a book that I'm going to read it's about like old atlases and like the mm-hmm. beginning of astronomy but I couldn't walk away from the cover and I was like I'm not going to buy this and then I was like I went back and then my husband was like <laughs> just buy it and I was like okay so I judge a book by its cover very much yeah. I pick up and I don't even know what it mm-hmm. is but it's so beautifully done um like a Case in point, um, I got Michelle Obama's book, oh, yes. which mm-hmm. I and I loved reading it. So for Christmas, he got me the special edition. Oh, it's nice! Oh. It's the same book with added, but there's something so beautiful about it. that, and mm-hmm. it's signed, and oh. it's just it's it's a little piece Come of history. <laughs> what a good gift! And I and I and I saw it, and I told him, I said, "Oh my God, look at the." the the clamshell is so beautiful. It's got everything in it. And I see, he, he, I, did, I wasn't going to get it because it was pretty expensive. I see in the back of his mind, he kind of put away. I was not even expecting it. But I did, if I'm walking somewhere and I see a, a, anything, if it's if it's illustrated or it's, it's got something to it and I can't put it down, mm-hmm. I buy it. And then I, half mm-hmm. the stuff I've got on my to-be-read list, I picked up solely because of the beautiful book. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, if you since it's your readers, when you buy a hardcover and you even though you love the story, when I take the slip cover off and I'm so disappointed if they didn't do anything special. Oh yeah. Like, just like plain, that, plain black or something. Mm-hmm. I took it off and the heart, they, they did something. It's so pretty. I was, mm. I was so happy. I put the little slip cover back on. Now I'm reading it. I know. I take like, my yeah. slip covers off and I put them in a very special place and then I read the book yeah. and I put them back on and I'm like, don't touch that. I don't want it to fall. I was reading <laughs> earlier. Oh, I can't remember what it was now. It's on my shelf somewhere. But the the book, when you took it off, it was gorgeous. It was like metallic. I can't remember. But people people buy with their eyes, case in point. And mm-hmm. so I think your yeah. decks are excellent examples for that because they're so beautiful that I think that people are going to use them in practice. But I think people are also going to collect them because there's quite a few mm-hmm. Oracle deck and tarot card collectors 
that will just collect these just to have them because they're so beautiful and they won't want to maybe touch them all that time or use them for more special questions or like their year spreads or like things like that because they just mm -hmm. feel special they feel special and mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that's awesome to hear yeah and that's how the uh, coloring book came about with the tarot deck is we had a lot of people that uh wanted to add their own. Some people were drawing it and uh, so I told me, I said, well, we have the line drawing. You have to tweak it, but why don't we have something where people can do their own colors? And mm -hmm. we love seeing that because people were saying, here's how I interpreted this or I, mm -hmm. I actually was able to copy this and put this in my journal. And so we, we loved that, that they could take it, make it mm -hmm. their own and use it in a way. And they're like, we didn't want to touch our deck, but we did a copy of it and put it in our journal. Mm -hmm. So that started thinking about what we can do in the future for people who are journaling mm -hmm. with decks. There's some things in the works with that. That's nice. Mm, planner. Mm. <laughs> I love a good journal. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a planner person. <laughs> Just oh, buy that planner. I bought, a, oh I bought a 2020 planner and I don't think I've ever used it, so... Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the most worthless thing I bought this year is my planner. I've got two of them sitting yeah. on my desk. I, well, this was worthless. This is but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a couple months into 2021 before I buy a planner this time. Maybe. I don't even know what day it is. I lose track of I, We have a little thing downstairs. We turn this little turn counter. Mm -hmm. If it went for him getting up and turning it, I'd be like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know how it is. It's I know. the same sweatpants. Every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there, was a, there was a few months there. I had. I have this calendar. Mm -hmm that you, you know, like a dry erase one, you have to fill it in yourself. Yeah. And it was, I think it was July and it still said March on it. And I was like, oh, I haven't oh, touched that thing March. since March. 1,200 day of March, probably there. I yeah. Think so. If I wasn't a teacher, <laughs> I'm like, it's I would know where I was. <laughs> oh, but your coloring book is such a great idea for quarantine. Oh my goodness. You probably didn't do <laughs> yeah. it because of quarantine, but I mean, it's perfect, perfect quarantine timing. gift. <laughs> right? Perfect <laughs> yeah. timing. Oh, nice. We sold, yeah. We're almost out of them. We've sold yeah. so many this year. I think it's because people like you get stir crazy and you want to be creative. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really want to sit down. I, I, I haven't really done any New York. I'm working in caustic. And I haven't really done anything lately just because I just don't have the energy, but I have coloring books mm -hmm. and, I can, and I can color. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So. Oh, and those pins, those pins that you came out with, those are gorgeous oh, yeah. pins with the little dangly. Oh my goodness. Do you have any <laughs> plans for um, more pins maybe that you can talk about? Because those things are so, gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, the pins are usually part of campaigns. Mm -hmm. We did have a pin for Frankenstein when we came out with the Frankenstein <laughs> book. Um, but we, you know, we've been kind of playing around. I mean, we've, like I said, we, we have our uh, brain dumping board where we have all kinds mm -hmm. of ideas. Um, but the, just, we try and keep them close to the actual campaign. So like yeah. with the, with this, the Dreamscape Oracle deck for the Kickstarter, we have a exclusive dragonfly pin that oh. is shipped with one per deck of, of each backer. Um, mm -hmm. it gets a, a exclusive pin and literally I just, we only printed enough, produced enough to, to fulfill it's those exclusive for, yeah. and that's the only way you can get it. The that's other so two, nice. the other two pins are, uh, add-ons that people can still get, you know, when they mm -hmm. order now they can still get them. Um, I think we got like 15 left of each of them, yeah. but oh, those, very much. those actually glow in the dark too. I don't know if you've tried them out yet, but yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know. I don't think I knew that. I'm going to go put them out in the sun right now. Yeah, it's subtle. They'd be better when they're in the sun. But the pins, the um, when you're using 
the type of mediums to paint that, the um, glow in the dark is a little more subtle. I think it just mm. doesn't do well mixed with the paint. Mm. Um, we're working mm. around with you know, We always try to do exclusive pen for our backers. It's the only way they're going to get it. And mm-hmm. then we have add-on pens. Because um, had a lot of feedback. We were doing coins. Mm. Um, well, we had some interest. They seemed, a lot of people would, have you ever thought of pens? Well, if you want pens, we'll look into it. And he enjoys designing them. And mm-hmm. there is, there's so many things that we can do with the pens. Mm-hmm. So that's opened up a, a fun little mm-hmm. add-on thank you gift to our supporters. That is a nice gift. Yeah, pens are a big thing right now. They are. They are. It's beautiful. I think the whole thing is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll <laughs> be sorry. He needs some encouragement sometimes. Yeah. It's just us and the cat. So after a while, they oh, I bet. Yeah. This beautiful Dreamscape Oracle deck is very limited edition. Um, so once it's gone, it's gone. And you can still pre-order right now at dreamscapeoracle.com through October at the special $35 price. Um, and the plan is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm hoping to get these out by the holidays pending postal service you know, we all know what's happening with the postal service yeah. right now. So mm-hmm. patience is a virtue. This is worth the wait. Um, if you have a friend, um, this would be a beautiful holiday gift. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for your mother. Buy, I don't know, <laughs> buy it for someone. <laughs> buy two. Um, <laughs> wonderful gift, especially since, like we've talked about, the Oracle cards are just they're so beautiful. They're so easy to use. The book is wonderful. And um, I would say confidently that this is a really good deck for beginners. Um, everybody across the spectrum of divination. It's always hard for me to say that word. Um, just because the imagery is just so gorgeous and you can collect it. You can look at it. You can practice with it. Do what you will. Also, uh, listeners, take a shot every time we say the word gorgeous. <laughs> you won't make it through this podcast. <laughs> So we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> or pretty, pretty. Yes. Oh my goodness! Can I don't mind. Imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just keep in mind that if you love the Ethereal Illuminated Tarot deck, there is a silver version coming out, which I am just over the moon about because um, silver is my because you know gold doesn't go with the ginger. So I'm super <laughs> excited about the silver. Um, also, if you are a fan of the books or even not, and you just need new books, Phantom of the Opera is coming out. And from what you've told us, it sounds absolutely gorgeous. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a gift for my husband in the future. Um, it's his favorite musical. So, so much to look forward to. So yeah, go ahead and go to evpub.info. Those, the, you can get all, all of the um, books and everything on all there. You can see the Frankenstein, the Dracula. Those are, they're just, they just look cool, you know, like mm-hmm. to use a different, I guess, if I could say anything, they're just, they look cool, you know, they like they look cool. They're impressive. I, they're, they're very, they're very cool. So definitely go check those out. You can um, also ch- find Matt at Matt Hughes Art on Instagram or at Ethereal Visions Pub on Instagram. And mm-hmm. uh, we just want to say, Thank you to both of you, to Matt and to Hope for joining us. We had such a good time. We hope you guys had a good time. We'd love to see your cats walking around. You know, know. (laughs) they're so cute. Oh, Ginger Baby. 
He's a he's a he's a shame. He's a lion cut baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tony. It's been so much fun. Um, We've liked being on here and talking with you guys. So hopefully we'll be doing this again. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And come out with something new. Hit us up (laughs) every time. Yes, we know you guys got a lot of ideas, so you could be on here every month probably. We'll talk in January. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so many hours in the day that I can chain him to the desk and put a pencil in his hand and tell him do the artwork. Yes. Well, you're yeah. you're doing a good job so far. So just keep, just keep doing, doing what you're doing. doing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank For you real. so much. Appreciate of it. Of course. So yeah, again, just go buy those before they're gone because they're gonna be gone. That the the original OG Dreamscape Oracle deck. Get it now. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H E L P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using better help that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 States. Yeah. Get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at, betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com until next time Blessed be.